bienvenido al podcast de Comité Cicos. Este es comisionando Jordan. Está enfermo de gripe. Esta noche conmigo está Arthur. En los uno y en los dos. También conmigo están Beth, Pete Girl y Jeff del podcast Feed Your Mascot. ¿Cómo están todos esta noche? Yo estoy bien. ¿Y ustedes? Muy bien. Uh, una... Victoria por Arsenal. <laughs> Victoria para Arsenal. <laughs> Middle school Spanish is failing me right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I took Latin in high school. It was a choice. Ausgezeichnet, un dia. This is why I wanted to do the intro. V. I, I'm glad you. I, I, I couldn't look at you when I when I was doing it. I like changed the tab. I was like, I'm going full Spanish. I had it edited and and proofread by by my wife to make sure it was proper Spanish. So, su español es muy bonito. Oh, bien. I tried to go for like that really deep Spanish announcer voiceover, you know, voice. But I don't know. If no, I no, it did. Out. It did sound like a an announcer. Like like some someone I would expect to hear on like TV or radio. Nice, very nice. All right. I get me, I me get listening. a lot of like randomly in Spanish ads on like streaming audio. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, like it's never yes. it's never I never get them on TV. Like I have YouTube TV, so I get a lot of like streaming commercials there. They're never in Spanish. But if I'm listening to like the Varsity Network app and I'm listening to some some college sports there. Like half the commercials will be in Spanish and I don't speak a word of Spanish. I mean, like there are a few basic phrases that I know, but outside of that, like I have no, no knowledge. And so whenever I hear these commercials, like it'll just, it'll, there'll be things that stick out to me because it will it'd be like, like Spanish word, Spanish word, Spanish word, Walgreens, like Spanish Ooh. word, Spanish word. Like it's always, it's always for like an American brand in Spanish and like, the the actual like brand names and like huh like i'm always am- amused by what doesn't get translated yes right like there's all sorts of things like like i don't know like that that i'd think like i feel like you could translate that but like you don't right like no, it's just a brand name so you there say was, it there was a version of what i i wrote up uh in, in the translator it, it instead of calling uh calling pit girl pit girl it called her chica pit uh, <laughs> i was like i was trying to find that version again but yes this is the commission jordan is out sick with the flu so we hope he feels better uh he got the green gatorade or the yellow gatorade or if you're a cop the lemon lime gatorade because that is the medicinal version of the gatorade apparently that's what he states it's fine so commissions is kind of uh, leading the show, Pit Girl will probably toggle uh, back and forth. We'll we'll hand off every now and then. We're going to be running the uh, Sickos Committee triple option host this evening. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Pit Girl, we have Beth, and we have Jeff, uh, a guest from our, uh, our our friendly folks on the Feed Your Mascot podcast. Uh, he's here. He's wearing an Arsenal jersey because the Gunners defeated Liverpool 3-1. Uh, and uh, everybody's mad because you know, Martin Odegaard took a photo of the photographer and little, little salty Liverpoolian, Liverpudlian fans were mad about that. Yes, I am. I am also an Arsenal fan. So I had to bring that up. But uh, 
How is everything going today, Pit Girl? I'm good. Happy Sunday. Also, mm. new podcast just dropped. Jeff, you want to tell us about your cat? Oh, Jeff's yes, got a podcast. Gizmo. And he's got lots of thoughts this evening. <laughs> he, he certainly we, looks like he has a lot of thoughts. You, you, uh, you don't have thoughts, Gizmo? <laughs> Sniffing the mic. Love uh, it. Li- listener, Gizmo we, we is on top of Jeff's chair mm-hmm. looking into the mic. We welcome all cats with thoughts on this podcast. Mm-hmm. And cats with no thoughts. That's right. <laughs> yes. Orange, orange, orange cats, welcome. Here. We have a lot of cats on this podcast. I, I may need to get a cat, too. So, um, Beth, how, how was your weekend? Um, I finished a yearly concert series uh, where I played a concert on Barry Sachs directly beneath Chicken Wire Jesus. Yes. Okay. Um, we need to throw Chicken Wire Jesus, a picture of that in the chat for the Patreon folks. Okay. Um, I will do that. Definitely needs to be done because when you messaged us and you were like, have I told you guys about Chicken Wire Jesus? And I'm like, is that like a sens- central PA band? Uh, is that, it is now. It should be. It's a good name. If it's not, but and then you send a picture. It is. It is basically uh, chicken wire Jesus being, you know, on the cross in inside of a church. Right. This is like a, a legit yes. church. I would say. Beth, you're muted. You're um, muted. But Beth. yes, this is this is is Christ on the cross, but Christ is chicken wire. I feel like we should have more versions of of Jesus, or like more editions. Like, like you, you know what I mean. Like, we, like we should have like like anime Jesus or like metal Jesus. Like, I feel like I feel like there's a lot of opportunities for like I, I don't I don't know how to like like different editions of Jesus. Like, we're gonna have like Jesus Taylor's version or something like like just all these different <laughs> Jesuses. It would not I, I, shock I'm me just, if anime Jesus already exists or a manga Jesus. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, that I'm, must already I'm exist. Afraid, I'm afraid to search the, the phrase anime Jesus in Google right now. I, I will I will take one for the do team. Do it. Take one for the team. Hey, Beth, Jordan your mic seems to be working again. So I, I think I'm it. back. I hope. You are back. back. Good. Uh, yeah, so this is in a Catholic church, and I played directly beneath it. And it's just this molded Jesus out of chicken wire holding a bird in its outstretched hand that isn't that is not attached to the cross. The other hand is very firmly attached to the cross. And yeah, it's definitely a choice as was pointed out to me on Twitter by an by an august personage. It is incredibly difficult to do anything artistic with chicken wire and this is a very impressive sculpture that should now be in the I Discord. mean this is no, it's, it's high quality chicken wiring. I I will say that. Having Googled anime Jesus for the team, by the way, I am now looking at the Wikipedia page for My Last Day film. My Last Day is a 2011 Christian anime short film created by the Jesus Film Project with Barry Cook and Studio 4 Degrees Celsius. The story unfolds through the eyes of a criminal who receives the same crucifixion sentence as Jesus Christ. This is a short film of regret, repentance, and redemption. The film is available in several different languages. So... All of that to say, Anime Jesus does in fact exist, and coming soon to a Discord near you, he looks like this. Wow. Yeah, I don't have no idea how we, we've we've landed on Anime Jesus, which that uh, may be more accurate. It was definitely than, yeah, like, in the show notes, the right? Art Jesus's though. Anime Ooh, Jesus yeah. was definitely in the show notes. Yeah, definitely, we had that there. I I, I would say that they should do. Uh, 
black Jesus, but like, I feel like we just lost Carl, uh, Carl Weathers this past weekend. And I feel like he would have been the perfect fit in that role. You know, um, that's what I've been, I've been bummed about, uh, all weekend really just think, thinking about that, you know, like one of my favorite actors and, uh, feel like he would have been perfect in that role well rest in peace carl weathers it 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 kind of hit me i was just like i just wrote about him in the Substack, mentioning him with the the 1970 long beach state 49ers uh which was i was like oh what i'm like oh man like a couple of days later so rest in peace carl weathers uh as we 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 transition from chicken wild jesus to uh the death of carl weathers uh which probably one of our favorite actors of all time here we are off to a roaring start here. Speaking of a roaring start, let's let's go to Jeff from the Feed Your Podcast mascot. How was your weekend? Besides that that thrilling <laughs> Arsenal victory, come on, you Gunners! I finally took down my Christmas lights. Wait, wait, just now? It's like February. <laughs> my Christmas um, lights are still up because landlord hasn't taken them down yet. Oh, okay. Was, well, I mean, it's been cold. Right, it's right. been cold. That's not a thing for me. Like I had to cut the grass on Friday because there were so many weeds. <laughs> yeah, I've got a Damn thing that manages all the wires that like also does making sure that the right times of day the Christmas lights turn on. And if it's too cold, it's stuck into the ground and I can't take it out. So I have to wait till it's like actually 45 degrees outside. And the ground is warm enough that I can remove it. Where, where do you reside? Like, what, what state of residence here? This is in beautiful Indiana. All right. Like, we're talking about mid-Indiana, upper, southern? Central Indi- The general Indianapolis metropolitan area. Okay. There we go. Ah, the midly bit. The midly bit. Shout out to the crossroads of America. My favorite roommate from college was from, or sorry, my favorite roommate in college was from Indianapolis. So score one for Indianapolis. Score one for Indianapolis. So this has been a wild weekend for myself. Uh, I'll I'll just like say that for myself. I double birthday party duty. So I had a birthday party to go to for uh, my six and a half year olds, like, like first gate, first grade classmate on Saturday. Uh, then I followed it up with a birthday party today for my one year old, uh, who j- just turned one like a few days ago, uh, along with the the in laws arriving into town for the the one year old birthday. So the six and a half year old birthday party, they rented one of those like video game trucks, and they just park it like in the neighborhood and. The kids were supposed to go play video games. Well, the kids decided not to do that. They all decided to play football in the backyard the entire time the truck was out there. So basically they did the, the truck is out there. The dad is mad. Hey, let's use the truck. I'm paying for this truck to be out here. Go play some video games. So they probably spent maybe about 30 minutes of the two hours he had rented in that truck. Instead, they were playing football. Uh, The highlight of the evening there was when, um, there's a tradition, which I don't know if this happens in the North, but uh, in some cultures, they will smash the cupcake in the face of the birthday boy or, or person. So they smash the cupcake in the face. So um, the sister of the, I guess the, uh, this is going to get confusing, but um, the aunt of the birthday boy that turned seven uh, smashed the cupcake in the, in the face of the seven-year-old. And then 
the the dad of the seven year old who is you know the si- sister brother sister sibling rivalry there said i'll give you 20 bucks if you go hug her and so basically egging the seven-year-old kid to go hug his aunt with the nice sweater she had on um and this this like terribly dyed grocery store frosting that you get on these cupcakes so he proceeded to hug the aunt he he, he was able to like catch her and ruined her lovely sweater uh then the brother sister sibling rivalry uh between the aunt and you know uh took off and uh, that led to about uh about a i'd say probably about a, a nine cupcake food fight <laughs> full with with like 35 to 40 year old folks chasing each other throughout the house like they were kids again uh and just smashing cupcakes in their hair and everything like that and that was that was kind of great um I'm proud of my son because he saw this happen and he ran and hid behind a tree. Just <laughs> 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 like, he's like, I'm done. I'm not. I'm not in this. I am out of here. I am not getting this cupcake frosting on me. Um, him and another friend from his first grade class both both uh, hung out. Um, I will say that there were some parents which I had to like. I didn't know anybody here. I, I walked in. There was a Florida State dad with a Florida State hat on. Uh, then there was a Louisville dad with a, a Louisville hat on. And so I was like, oh my God, this is like heavy ACC presence here. And I'm like, uh, yeah, my, my, my son wanted didn't, me didn't to Didn't they wear... play in basketball like this um, weekend? No. Yeah, they did. And, and Louisville won. Yes. That was, I think that was last night, right? Uh, but yes, Louisville did beat Imagine Florida Louisville State. basketball winning things. I know. It's crazy. This does uh, much to explain the food fight, I think. It does. It does, right? It turns out uh, Florida State uh, guy was actually the grandfather of the seven-year-old, which I learned later. But as soon as we get there, I'm wearing like a Tulane like home field shirt because my son wanted me to wear a Tulane shirt. Um, as soon as we get there, I go step outside and, you know, they are playing the football. I can hear the Florida State dad talking about the playoff snub immediately. <laughs> and like the Louisville dad like immediately left out and then we're outside. So me and Louisville dad, Big fans whatsoever. FSU dad comes out and starts talking to me, and he's like, oh, Tulane, where's that? And I'm like, New Orleans. He was like, I was in dental school in New Orleans. And then Katrina hit, and I'm like, okay, so you don't even want to talk football with me. No respect to the wave whatsoever. You don't even want to discuss college football with me. I'm like, no respect. But but me and Louisville dad, we were there together. We were uh, having a lot of fun. Uh, then the, the in-laws came in for their first birthday party today which was a lot of fun it was a blast we were at a place that we had a deposit for the six-year-old's birthday <laughs> we had to use it or is it going to expire so we're in like a, a kid's jumping like palace and like the the baby couldn't really do any of it so it was just like uh, <laughs> a party for like my six and a half year old son's friends and that was it uh along with the in-laws there not being happy about everything anything at all so it was a lot of fun great weekend so let's actually get to something that we have on the show. I mean, maybe in the notes, besides Chicken Wire Jesus. Imagine us following directions. No. Let's, what are those? Let's not, we're not going to do that. No. So apparently the coaching carousel is still alive, and it, it, it had settled, except, like, I don't, I don't even think we have a coach for Harvard yet. Can't uh, stop, won't stop, baby. Can't stop, won't stop. Uh, the head coach of the Boston College Eagles, Jeff Halfley has left the building and he went to be the defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. 
So that's that's kind of interesting to me it because it felt like Jeff was on the hot seat, not not Jeff on the podcast, but Mr. Halfley was on the hot seat, um, and then he turned this into a bowl game win, the Pinstripe Bowl, uh, and then he was like, "Okay, I'm out. I'm done. I'm going to be a, a DC in the NFL." Jeff, what do we need to do to send you to the land of oyster crackers to coach Boston College? It would take a lot of convincing, but I do like some oyster crackers on on various preparations of seafood. So it it could be done. Mm-hmm. Um, although I will probably be worse than every BC coach uh, in the past fifteen ish years. So. The BC faithful probably don't want me there, but I would get a buyout, so that'd be nice. Yeah, that, that is a be. low bar. That's an extremely low bar. <laughs> like, I don't think I can limbo under that bar. <laughs> I believe in my lack of, of football knowledge. Je- Jeff Halfley's best performance in terms of ACC standings the entire time that he was coaching at Boston College was tying for sixth. I- That's not bad. Six I mean, and you're five, six and college. six, three and nine, seven and six. Okay. Yeah, there you go. I Mid-table feel like BC. we've seen like this pattern of a couple coaches this cycle leaving head coaching jobs for like coordinator or assistant positions at a higher level. Um, this one is interesting because it's a coach leaving college to go to the NFL, but I don't think that this is as big a deal as people are making of it. Um, and, and also we're, we have rumors actually right now about other active head coaches in college going to NFL assistant jobs. But I mean, I think if you look at the coaches that are leaving, it's for the most part coaches where things are not going great. Like they're going okay. I don't think, I mean, if Boston college had a terrible year next year, like he probably would be fired. Um, you look at like Buffalo's coach who left to go to Alabama um, you know, he was coming off like a three and nine year where it's like, yeah, like, I mean, I think you get to a certain point when you are in a job where you can say, oh, I don't think this is a stepping stone to a better job from here. And I also don't think it's working out very well here. And I don't think that it's the worst idea for, you know, these coaches to just kind of have like a conscious uncoupling and say like, yeah, you know, this isn't working terribly, but it's not, you know, like we think we should coach other teams basically. Um, you know, we've seen people have success doing that. Uh, Sonny Dykes leaving Cal comes to mind where it's like, yeah, I mean like, you know, you could do okay, but if, if it's not the right fit and. Are you, are you just trying if, to like, say like Jeff Halfley told BC, it's not you, it's me. I mean, I'm I'm just saying, like it's it's not like it's not like uh, a top hey, like these. Top hey, Boston College, are I, I think we should just be friends. I think we need yeah. to see other people. I need to see. I, I need to see, see other sponsor. people. I think it. Might I got be one BC, on the side though. already. I think it might be BC. No offense, BC, but like also. No, Boston College is an incredibly hard job. It is a yeah, it's, super yeah. hard yeah. job. It is such a hard job. I mean, it, this kind of feels like a situation where, like like what you said, Mo Linguist in Buffalo, like on the hot seat, you maybe got one more year. If it goes bad, you're fired anyway. So it's like, okay, I have this opportunity now. Why not like leave on semi-good terms, I guess? And and maybe we can still be friends. It's okay. I'll, I'll, 
you know, we could be friends once in a while. It, it'll be cool. Maybe, maybe we can go see a movie or just hang out at a bar or something like that. I feel like the more striking is FAMU. FAMU is more striking because they, they're just coming off a celebration bowl and losing their coach for running back a, coach for Duke, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Which obviously the, the FCS level is different, but that is a hard one to look at. Yeah. You kind of feel like the same way North Dakota State's head coach kind of went to USC to be like an assistant head coach, co-coordinator, assistant to the regional manager's assistant or something. (laughs) I I mean, I I forgot what it was exactly. But yeah, it it feels like – and then everybody's trying to make this this giant thing. Oh, well, the college coaches just don't want to do it anymore. The job is too hard. and Nobody wants to no, work anymore. Nobody wants to work anymore as a college coach. It's so hard. The NIL. And, uh, and the oh, my God. I can't do it. It's too much. Damn lazy millennials. Oh, my God. I can't. I can't recruit. And I just want to be a ball coach. Can I just coach some ball? Well, I think I think what you, what you the way you have to look at this, right, is like, any coach that leaves, that's an opportunity for another coach, right? Like someone else will have this job and that's going to be an opportunity. And I mean, who knows? We don't know who Boston College is going to be. Uh, I did see one rumor that they were talking about Bill O'Brien, but like that's, I mean, I haven't, that's not anything that I've seen like reported by actual sources. He just got so, hired like, as the Titans offensive coordinator or somebody else. I I don't know. I'm gonna be honest. I don't I don't follow. The we, NFL we don't have a, a Bill O'Brien tracker or anything like that. I have to Google no, that right now. No, but like, the Bill like no, but like this. Where's his cleft? You know, at the moment, there there will always be people willing to take these jobs, right? I mean, like, yeah, like these jobs are difficult to do well, but if you do them poorly, you're gonna get a check, and so you know there will be candidates, and I don't think that this is anything really even that existential. Like there might be a slight rebalancing of how coaches view the NFL relative to college, where they might be starting to view the NFL a little higher than, than they do now. But, you know, like I said, there like, there are more coaches out there. There will be more coaches out there. Speaking of which Boston college, we, as always are available. North Dakota state has not taken us up on this offer. Iowa has not taken us up on this offer, but you could. We're available, and we're probably less expensive than whoever else you're thinking about. Call me. And probably better at social media. Yeah, I mean, we, we could make some kids love here. that. Probably because I don't no. know. That's that's a high bar at, at Boston College. If you remember the one time Steve Adazio logged oh, on Divine. I mean, we. I don't think we could ever <laughs> top guys being dudes. I love. I, I, I love that. Steve Adazio made like four vines in one day, and that was the only day he like ever was on Vine. Like he just he logged on, shot like a couple things around like the facilities. You know, one was in the stadium, but then like he was like walking around, like basically just like he just shot a few vines and was like, "Yep, I'm good." Like never, never logged into Vine again. Holy crap! Bill O'Brien's the offensive coordinator at Ohio State. Wait, really? Yep. Yeah, he is. Yeah. <laughs> I had forgotten that happened. Oh my God. Since when? <laughs> Just like a couple weeks ago, I think. It got lost yeah. in the shuffle. 
When sure. did you get named? Hold on, I'm I'm scrolling. Uh, January nineteenth. So yeah, a couple weeks ago, we missed that. Okay, it was on a Monday. We don't pay attention to that. We were we were also still busy keeping track of what Iowa would do. Yes, they time. still had not hired an OC at this time. I think so. We were not. We our Bill O'Brien tracker was was not operational. We have found you, Bill. I do love the uh, the Google search that I got. Uh, the joke that I made was actually like the second search topic. All right. I got a couple of other things that I threw in here randomly, but I think somebody wanted to talk about short track speed skating race. Who put this here? Yeah. yeah. I, I put that in. Um, first of all, has anyone, so this was making the rounds on, I think there was a TikTok that was then reposted all over other social media platforms because that's how the content cycle works in 2024. Um, yeah. It was like, I saw this TikTok and I didn't see it on TikTok. I saw it like aggregated on another website. And then um, I looked because I was like, okay, I need to confirm that like this was actually like true. And it was legit hard to, to like actually find articles that people had written, like any sort of like actual sources beyond like someone on TikTok. Uh, but I did. I confirmed that this was indeed the case. Um, I was like, short track though is very much what people think NASCAR is. Short track is. Or if you just want to see people going fast and then crashing, this that's is, short track. Like speed the skating. short track, like speed skating. I think the one with like uh, uh, Apollo Anton Ono, mm-hmm. uh, where like they all wrecked in like 2010, I think, or is it 2012? I can't remember which one it was. But I had just had shoulder surgery, so I was on, I was on pain medication. Uh, I was really, really messed up, and like they all wrecked. And like there was a French skater that like uh, wrecked and like caused the wreck, and I just screamed out "Sacre bleu" really loud, and uh, just cracked off everybody. That was nice to me. But yes, short track skating is is madness. Is this it? Yeah, let's see. Let's see if this works. Um, so this is actually. Hang on. Let me. Um, can you hear the the sound when I play this here? We could, we could hear it. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna mute the sound because I don't want the uh, commentators to give away what's happening. Uh, see if you can spot what's happening in this race. So this is the 1500 meter women's final at the Youth Winter Olympics. So because 1500 meters, that's a really long race. So people just kind of chill, take it easy for the start of the race. Except for this person. <laughs> Except for this one person. Look, she's she's really going for it, which you know. Typically, when you see someone go for it early in a race like this, you just say like, okay, well, like you'll tire yourself out. We'll catch up. Wow. She, so she's much still zooming. really zooming. This is, this she's, is, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about, anything. Arthur. I, I've seen this one. Yeah, I, I saw this, which was, which was, this is, uh, it turns out. Oh, I she's mean, very, like yeah. getting ready to lap the field here in a minute. Right, right. So, so does she. Does she lap the field here? Uh, but she she doesn't, right? See here, she just kind of chills in the back. So technically, she's she hasn't lapped lap anyone. Ahead. Mm-hmm. She's a full yeah. lap ahead right behind them. But, Ooh, huh. but she's she's now not ski not skating hard. Like she's back at the pace that everyone else was skating at. Um, but more importantly, everyone else here seems to have forgotten that, that she she, had, exists. <laughs> she did that. Yeah. Oh. oh my gosh. I love this. 
Oh, she's a well. Assuming that this works out well for her, this is brilliant. Very sneaky. Yeah. So this I'll is just, what a nat just... twenty stealth check looks like in speed skating. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll just let this roll here uh, because it would be more work for me to just try to fast forward here, and I can just do that when I edit if I need to cut stuff. So the laps are winding down here, right? Mm-hmm. And. They are counting down, but the people in the arena, they're counting based on the person who is in first, which is a full lap ahead. So all of those people thought that was the last lap. It was not the last lap for them. It was just the last lap for her. And the only person who knows that it wasn't the last lap is her teammate, who I guess was aware of her tactic. And then she went in second because she was the only one that kept skating after the uh, huh. after everyone else had stopped because they thought oh it was over. Oh my gosh! So China comes in first and second. They win the gold and silver medal in the women's fifteen hundred meters at the uh, Winter Youth Olympic Games. The thing is, this will never work again, right? If someone tries this in twenty six, yeah, for this for is the, the uh, senior Olympics. Uh, this, this is kind of like the they'll fake know fair. it's coming. Yeah, this is the fake fair catch. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what this is. Yeah, this is yeah, this isn't even a fake slide because it's not yeah. illegal. There's no, nothing happened here that no, like, nothing could illegal. Even you can do it again. Conceivably, become against the rules. Yeah. You can't make this against the rules. That's amazing. I love speed skating. Shout out also to Stephen Bradbury, the first Australian athlete to ever win a Winter Olympic gold medal, and he won because the rest of the field crashed out. Yeah, that, that was, uh, was was that the 2010 Olympics? I, I, I... That was in, like, 2002, I think? Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Uh, no, I'm sorry. He won, yeah, won first athlete, for, yes, he won in 2002 after all of his opponents were inv- involved in a last corner pileup. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I could see this working again at some point, um, but it would have to be like you'd have to wait a while. You got to be try a to couple years. This. Yeah, I mean, it's because the thing is, right? In a lot of sports, you will have like coaches or somebody who's able to like yell at you and get the message across if something like this was happening, right? Like this wouldn't work in a lot of sports that are run like where you're doing laps like that because you would just like you would get that communication but i i think with something like short track like it's it's the the atmosphere in the arena like you're just you're not getting that communication so what would have to happen is just everyone forgets about this and then it happens again i also think that it is notable that this happened at the at the youth winter olympics um because i would i would wager that maybe like adult professionals would not uh for this no probably not honestly uh, i wouldn't think so um that was yeah it's it's masterful racing there uh, i threw something in here that i wanted to talk about and i said i wanted this to be the entire podcast but i don't think that's gonna happen <laughs> at this point uh so um my, my favorite it's just a headline from a tweet it just says pigeon suspected of being a chinese spy released by police after eight months in captivity <laughs> Doing to the pigeon for the last eight months. Please don't waterboard pigeons. <laughs> I don't. I don't 
I don't know, man. I just wanted to talk about it. I was just like, what did they do to this picture? I was like, did they like put it in a room where they could attempt to like confuse it in terms of navigation and magnetic? See, okay, where do you want to go back to? Like, mm. this is potentially I mean, more I- evidence for our friends over at Birds Aren't Real. Just yeah. Saying. I'm going to be honest. I didn't know that pigeons would like, I have no idea how long pigeons live. I had no idea that they could live in captivity. I mean, I feel like they're pretty resilient birds, but yeah, like this is the first I've learned that they live at least eight months. Oh, so modern urban pigeons are actually like mostly feral descendants of former like domesticated pigeons that were used as like messenger birds and stuff. So like pigeons are actually like, friendly and reasonably nice birds and can live to be up to 15 years old so a lot of like especially in urban areas um a a good time ago pigeons were a thing that often people just kept as a good food source they were much easier to keep than things like chickens because you could keep them in rooftop coops um there are still a number of people in my area that keep coops of pigeons i'm reading the details of this case it's just uh, the animal's ordeal (laughs) began in May last year when it was captured near a port in Mumbai. (laughs) There was a message written on the pigeon's wings in words that appeared to be Chinese. So where was, so this kit, this pigeon was kept in an Indian prison or was it It extradited? It was in an Indian prison. Oh, see, I was assuming that this was Americans because this is like the most American story I've ever heard. No. um, We're going to keep the pigeon in pigeon jail. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious what that message was. Did want, anyone think to just grab a phone and do a Google Translate? I mean, can we get can we get photos of the pigeon's message? I have no idea. Uh, this led to suspicion of spying and caused police to seize the bird, who was sent to Mumbai's hospital for medical examination as part of an investigation. Um, so that's the Bai Sakrabai Dinshaw Petit Hospital for Animals, the BSDPHA. Uh, as case property for an astonishing eight months, PETA uh, in India sprang into action to secure the bird's freedom from captivity. Apparently, this also happened in 2016 when another pigeon was taken into custody in India because it found a note that threatened the Indian prime minister. I mean, that's a pretty good prank, I feel like. I feel like it'd be hard to go like bird legs. Well, no, I feel like if you're actually writing physically on the bird, which might be difficult, but like it'd be pretty hard to pull handwriting off that. And like, I yeah, I feel like that could that could be an interesting prank. Maybe not like death threats. That feels like not cool enough to be a prank. But like, definitely like maybe like a love note or something on a pigeon. Just put it out there. See who the pigeon matches you with. All right, sickos uh, committee. Uh, yeah, a lot yeah, of- yeah, sickos <laughs> committee Valentine's. TM, TM, TM. Oh, Write oh, your love note say, on a pigeon. Yeah. I was going to say sicko, sickos committee game day signs on a pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I mean, fly, that, that would be another use. Fly the pigeon. Uh, just Pigeons are, according to Wikipedia, the world's oldest domesticated bird. Uh, Mesopotamian cuneiform tablets mention the domestication of pigeons more than 5,000 years ago, as do Egyptian hieroglyphics. Research suggests that domestication of pigeons occurred as early as 10,000 years ago. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we wanted it, to send messages, messages before we wanted to eat chicken. Okay. Yeah, I buy I'm, that. You're talking about the original text message. Like, 
you took a bird away from where it lived, you wrote a message, you taped it to the bird, and you let the bird go, and then someone got your message. I believe that's they called should... tweeting. Yeah, yeah that's, that's Twitter. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. They should have a pigeon be the guest picker on game day. Right. Why is no one using the pigeon as a mascot? Are they? Do they? We have chicken mascots. I, I feel like I, typically it's things that are like symbols of strength. People don't think of pigeons as symbols of strength, even though, hey, have you ever tried to catch a pigeon? And two, yeah, they've been very important in warfare for thousands of years and sending messages. And we love connecting football with military and it being kind of a facsimile of war. A pigeon's perfect. Why, yes, Google, I do want to see a pigeon mascot costume. Uh, now everyone else gets to see it. The Spire, student newspaper of the College of the Holy Cross. May 7th, 2021. Hoval Pigeon named new Holy Cross mascot. I think this is Holy Cross's like equivalent of the onion, but I would like to choose that it's, or I would like to believe that it's real. I do. So here's what I need. I need a pigeon to be the MacGuffin in the next Mission Impossible movie. Okay, I'm down. Okay, do it. I need the pigeon doing stunts with Tom Cruise. Nice, and 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 Tom Cruise will totally do those with the pigeon. It'll be a real stunt. <laughs> Moving from that noise, let's talk about Jim Harbaugh wanting to live in an RV. Jim, I want. Jim I want to believe this is because he watched an old SNL sketch and was like, "That's I what I want to be." I want to live. live a, I want to live in a van, in a trailer park close to the Chargers facility. Southern California real estate man. I mean, it is expensive. They they, they need to pay him more to be the Chargers head coach. Van down by the river. It's free real estate. I'm just picturing him in like the drained la river where they do all like the 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 stunts he's just like in he's the, just, i'm picturing just in him the, like his van is just in the way during just the, in car the way of like the fast and, and furious like, part 11 or 12 whatever i also kind of want to imagine that he doesn't know enough about rving and he's like i'm just gonna dry camp everywhere but he gets a nice rv and then he's out of water in like an afternoon well i think it's the like fun hauling thing too. from the river yeah, well, okay, but a river in Los Angeles might not even have water in it, so. The L.A. River certainly doesn't. No. This says river. It says yeah, river. So dry. He, he could actually live in the L.A. River. Yeah, I mean, he could. He could live a van in a river or an RV. I don't. Would it, would it at that point be a houseboat? <laughs> Only when it, it rains. Enough rain, yeah, maybe. Everything's getting a, a lot of rain this weekend in LA. Uh, I because had they had to move the bush like flash. Um, probably. There's got to be because, like, you think about how long college football has been around, and I feel like houseboats have been around just as long, if not longer. Like, there's there has to be someone. I mean, we've had a U.S. senator who was allegedly allegedly living on a houseboat for a while. There has to be at least one college football coach somewhere. I mean, I mean, we're going to have to search houseboat college football coach. The first thing that came up was P.J. Fleck. And <laughs> I don't know why the first thing that came up was P.J. Fleck, but I also very much want this to be true. Uh, you forgot imagine a houseboat that you had to row. 
Damn it. That sounds exhausting. I just I want to go through the coach names that I that have come up here. Yeah, like on my random so first thing is PJ Fleck. Second thing is Mike Leach. Rest in Uh, peace. I mean rest in peace, Mike. He is a pirate. Then we have Doug Peterson. Okay. ULM zone. Probably a houseboat on the bayou. Yeah. Um, and nope, no, it's just PJ Fleck. PJ Fleck all the way down now. Oh, and there's Jimmy Johnson. Perfect. <laughs> Miami, Jimmy Johnson living on <laughs> living on like one of those cigar boats. That was a houseboat. Miami Vice style. Yeah, I can see that Jimmy Johnson doing that. I, I just feel like PJ Fleck lived on a houseboat, forgot to tie the the boat, and then in the middle of the night it started to drift. And he just woke up, row the boat, and that's how it started. I, yeah, do, I don't know what like, I don't know what Harbaugh's doing. If we're gonna talk sports and houseboats as a Pirates fan, I do have to like throw out a quick shout out to Operation Shutdown. Okay. Thank you. I like I Arthur knew. Um that was do you remember that, Kamish? No. It was a very dark period in in the Pirates. Okay, I, I've been a Pirates fan my entire years. life. That's been been a lot of... So what? <laughs> yeah, that's uh, true. There were a so, lot of dark periods. Okay, so there's lots of. I, in my opinion, this is the darkest. Point okay, period. are we talking like well, like okay. 08? No, to be fair, to be fair, Operation Shutdown was funny. It was. So this is this is spring training of 2002. Okay. When Derek Bell of the Pirates announced that his contribution to the team this season would be Operation Shutdown. Oh, okay. I remember Where he simply refused to participate Mm -hmm. and at one point was living on a houseboat, I believe, in the Allegheny River. Nice. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he was, it was basically like a, like, we, you really do not see this ever in baseball, like, but you'll see it in football where, like, a player holds out because they're not happy with something. That's basically what this was. Um, I forget. Also... I want to say it was like contract and or playing time. I forget which one he was upset about, but like it was, it was basically that was the genesis of this. And then he just said, "Yep, like I'm not going to play, and I'm just going to chill on my boat." Yep. Yeah, I, um, I have. I have found an NBC Sports article about this. Quote. <clears throat> What was Operation Shutdown? It was Bell's declaration that, despite playing only 46 games the previous season, and despite hitting only 173, 287, 288, he was not expecting to compete for the Pirates' right field job. Quote, nobody told me I was in competition. If there is competition, somebody better let me know. If there is competition, they better eliminate me out of the race and go ahead and do what they're going to do with me. I ain't never hit in spring training, and I never will. If it ain't settled with me out there, then they can trade me. I ain't going out there to hurt myself in spring training battling for a job. If it is a competition, then I'm going into Operation Shutdown. Tell them exactly what I said. I haven't competed for a job since 1991. Bell left spring training and was released by the Pirates less than two weeks later. Pirates ended up paying him $4.5 million for the 2002 season, in which he lived lived on his 58-foot yacht, which prompted a Pittsburgh columnist to quip that Bell had become, quote, the ultimate pirate in that he lives on a boat and steals money. <laughs> uh, shout out to Derek Bell. Legend. Operation Shutdown. Beautiful. That's what Harbaugh wants to do. Perfect. Well, I think Harbaugh is still going to show up to coach. <laughs> if, if there's one guy who's, like, too wired to not like I'm, there's I'm no so, way he would miss anything. I do like the idea of Jim Harbaugh land pirate. Well, okay, to be fair, 
Jim Harbaugh didn't coach a bunch of this season when Michigan won the national. <laughs> I title. mean, yeah, so, I mean, was, yeah. I so Harbaugh said that he wanted to live in a trailer park close to the Chargers facility. Now I'm just imagining him like getting the the L.A. Times. And he's just going out in his robe to to get it from his trailer, and then he just changes and and walks to the Chargers facility every day from the trailer park. I I I can see Harbaugh doing that. At that point, just live in the parking lot of the training facility, though. I mean, will they allow him to do that? I, I don't know. There's weird zoning laws in L.A. It depends. Like, and also we need to talk about where does he have sewer service? Because if you're late to re- if you're late to practice because you've got to empty the black tank, that's a problem. I wonder what Mrs. Harbaugh thinks about all of this. Does she want to live out of an RV in a trailer park close to the Chargers facility? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't. Well, they did meet in the PF Chang, so who knows. All right, let, let's get to some more dumb baseball things uh, besides Operation <laughs> Shutdown. Even dumber than Operation Shutdown. <laughs> a, 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 lot, a lot dumber than Operation Shutdown and, and definitely did not make $4.5 million. Tried to, but it did not work out. Uh, <laughs> shout out to the... Uh... <laughs> this is so ridiculous. This is... Oh, my God. So there was the... Baseball, college baseball betting scandal uh, that took place last year uh, on Pete Rose Way in Cincinnati, where the betting took place. So, you know, you definitely know some some good stuff is going down there on Pete Rose Way. Let me get to the full details, to, because this is just, um, I'm sorry, this is just ridiculous. <laughs> so uh, background of the story is just basically one one person. Uh, got some information about an Alabama pitcher not pitching uh, on that day. And so he wanted to put down a lot of money on the LSU baseball team to win the game over Alabama's baseball team to do this. All right. So this is from Chris Vanini. Uh, Former coach Brad Bohannon texted a better. So former Alabama head coach texted a better. That a key player was out, the better tried to place a $100,000 bet on the Alabama LSU game. The sportsbook limited the bet to $15,000. To $15,000. Oh, God. So, let me go ahead here. So, this is the head Bama baseball coach last year. This is not like an ancillary like player coach or anything like that. The head Alabama baseball coach. And this is what in their investigation found. So on April 23rd, prior to Alabama's baseball game against LSU, Bohannon sent several electronic messages via the signal encrypted messaging application to a better Bohannon knew was involved in sports wagering activities. The electronic messages indicated that an Alabama baseball student athlete at the scheduled starting pitcher for that evening uh, against LSU would not start the contest due to an injury. Bohannon provided this information to the better before reporting the starting lineup with the student athlete replaced as the starting pitcher. Specifically, Bohannon texted the better hammer blank student athlete is out for sure. Let me know when I can tell LSU hurry. Man, 
you can't even come up with like the narwhal bacons at midnight level code for this. <laughs> or send oh, by man. carrier like, pigeon. I mean, you gotta use the pigeon. The spy pigeon should have worked. Needed a pigeon that could fly from. Uh, I don't forget if the game was at Tuscaloosa. Let's or just say Baton either Rouge, Alabama but... or Louisiana. I think it was in Alabama, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know. I need a pigeon that can fly from there to Cincinnati. Pigeons can fly up to 700 miles in a single day. Can you make it from what? Well, I mean, he had to hurry before he submitted his lineup card. So I don't uh, know. perhaps we should uh, investigate enhancements in pigeon technology. Maybe. For illegal so I, sports betting purposes. So it's a little bit more than a day to get from Baton Rouge to Cincinnati. Maybe Tuscaloosa to Cincinnati if it was a home game. Mm, maybe. Yeah. Tuscaloosa to Cincinnati is 518. Could have made it. Oh, there we could've go. Made it. The pigeon could have made it, Bohannon. Could have made it. Well, so I have a question here. Do we know what the actual bet was that he ended up putting 15000 on? Because for, for LSU to I win. looked up. Just for LSU to win, to not win like game, against yeah. the point up. spread, just like yeah. straight up win. Okay, win. okay. <laughs> I'm just saying because had had there been a point spread, like LSU did win, but only by two. So yeah. I feel like, man, if if he'd bet a point spread and like gotten this inside info and like then lost all the money anyway, it would have been funnier. But I'm sure that this bet was never paid out. Um, because no, probably not. Why would they? So I'll, I'll read a little bit more from this negotiated resolution. Shortly after receiving the electronic messages from Bohannon, the better attempted to place a $100,000 wager on the LSU baseball team at the Bet MGM Sportsbook at Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati on Pete Rose Way. Uh, the sportsbook staff limited the better to a $15,000 wager. The better then attempted to place additional wagers involving the April 28th Alabama versus LSU baseball game, but the sportsbook staff declined the wagers due to sus- suspicious activity. Maybe. This, this suspicious activity included the better's insistent demeanor to get the bet placed and statements to the sport bu- sportsbook staff that the bet was for sure going to win. That That's quotes. And if you, if only you guys knew what I knew. Yeah, how fucking stupid do you have sport. to be? Wait, there's more. More stupidity coming. It's not over. It's not over. The suspicious activity also included the better showing sportsbook staff messages directly from Bohannon that he received and explaining that the messages were Bohannon informing the better that Alabama was scratching its starting pitcher before the game and before Bohannon alerted LSU. Hey, I got this text. I promise you, this is on the level. It's the Alabama coach texted me saying he's pulling his starter because he's hurt. Let me place $85,000 more. (laughs) Seems legit. Also a totally normal thing to do. Bet $100,000 on a random college baseball game. Regular season college baseball game. This is not like even like the College World Series or anything like that. Just a random regular season game. Yeah, this is this is how you find people find out. Oh, oh, okay. This this person's crooked. Knows something. Like this is a suspicious betting pattern if I've ever seen one. No, I mean it's like like I'm I'm trying to come up with an analogy for like trying to convince the sportsbook people that you should be allowed to bet a lot of money because you have inside information. <laughs> like, I mean it's. I like I I don't know. It's like if you um yeah, I can't I can't come up with it. It's so it's such a like 
insane I, thing to do. I should be allowed to sell all of these Enron shares because I happen to know about some stuff that is happening. <laughs> in yeah, I have a lot of incriminating evidence. You should allow I me to do what I want to do here. Evidence. You should yes. totally let me sell all of my shares right now for no particular reason. But also look at all these text messages I have. So I want to say has no chill. It turns out. Yeah, I want to say yeah, more. But, but, I want to say that uh, LSU was up in this game going into the eighth inning, eight one. Right, uh, and then Alabama scored five runs in the bottom of the. Um, I'm sorry, they scored one run in the bottom of the eighth, and then they scored four runs in the uh, ninth. And it, it wound up winning eight six. So I wonder if that better that <laughs> like LSU's bullpen almost blew it. So I mean, this must have been a, just an incredible. Like why, 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 why are you doing this? Incredible. Yeah, they had they had the winning run at the plate they at did. the end of the game. <laughs> at the end of the game, they had the winning run at the plate. They could have, t- you know. And LSU barely got away with a win here. And then this was just, yeah. So um, maybe they, I, I don't know if they actually got the money. Probably not, I would say. I don't think so. Oh, no, no. Probably I not. mean, the, the sports book would, would never pay this out. No, like, never pay it you've, out. You've shown them evidence that what you're doing is not on the level. Like, no, they're not going to honor your bet. Hey, 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 casino. I've been card counting all night. <laughs> I know I'm about to get blackjack. You got to let me get blackjack. <laughs> Come on. Atlantic City, they, they tell you, take your chips, cash them out, leave, don't come back. Yeah, I mean. Come on, man. I, all I, I, I'm about to all hit this hard end. I got to dice. Skill. Yeah, In I mean, all I can say counters. is that... Uh, Un- Uncut Gems is now not the most overconfident gambler I've ever heard of. <laughs> all right so i'm gonna do some some ad reading here i guess so i want to give a a shout out to our uh, sickos patreon and discord please join just five bucks a month uh you typically get to participate in the weekly rankings debate some live chat during the games during the season uh you get to see the inner workings behind the sickos committee that happens during game days uh, during the off season, uh, during our crazy graphic things. And then what we're about to do at the end of this podcast was kind of holistically generated in the discord itself. So uh, this kind of came out of a random left field discussion inside the discord. And what we're about to do in the second half of the podcast came from being in the discord. So join is just five bucks a month. It's the off season. Uh, it's going to help us do some things that are uh, that'll get the committee a little bit more active on YouTube, which subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we're going to have some uh, videos coming up shortly. We're working with something, and, and there's there's going to be some animation uh, on YouTube, which is going to be uh, pretty interesting. So we got some things like that coming up, uh, and, and it's, it's definitely, uh, you know, your patronage it helps us do stuff and, and, and helps us grow more. We're going to try to travel more next year. Uh, get get bigger get-togethers and things of that nature. So join, subscribe. Um, if you do uh, join the Patreon, uh, if we do paywall something on our Substack, 
you actually get that on the Patreon too. So I, I don't charge, I don't double charge you for that there. We don't do that. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to the Sickos merch store. We have uh, some new merchandise, the Safety Alert merchandise. Also, uh, if you're at a bar and you have a Sickos Committee sticker, apparently guys come up to you and say the wrong line uh, <laughs> when you have uh, a Sickos Committee sticker. Um, they, he, he just goes, ha, 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 instead of ha, 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 yes. So I don't know if that worked out. But uh, we have the Ladies is Sickos gear, which is our take on our reply when 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 our, our ladies on the podcast uh, tweet. And they're like, wait, wait, Sickos is ladies? Mm-hmm. And Sickos mm-hmm. is, in fact, ladies. And That's also right. gentlemen and also non-binary peoples. That's right. Sickos is everybody. Sickos. All our Sickos. All sickos are good sickos. Oh, I don't know. We can't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Depends on the definition. Oh, I'm just kidding. But we got, uh, that's coming up shortly. I should have that out uh, later this week. Uh, Jordan just finally uh, fixed the O in the ladies is sickos. Uh, We did just throw out uh, a safety alert. We got a sticker. I may throw that on a shirt eventually too, which is, it's our favorite thing to do because the safety is, is the commission myself. My my favorite scoring play in all of football, um, because really uh, something has gone horribly wrong, or now you're trying to play a strategy game. Like I'm going to take this intentional safety because it's going to help me win, and <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Like you don't score a safety when something goes right. Like there's a there's it's it's rare. Uh, also, I, I just mentioned our YouTube. We're going to have some YouTube shorts. Coming up, uh, our best season of all time for teams who are below 500 are t- all time. Jordan is trying to work those into shorts videos. Uh, also, the new animated stuff is going to wind up being the YouTube shorts. So subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, also, sub- subscribe to our Instagram. Uh, give an Instagram follow. We love it. Uh, apparently, everybody loves Nick Saban's beans. Um, when Jordan puts out his uh, weird state graphics, like state outline graphics, uh, with like you know, the the logo of the school and the state that it's from, it's great. Uh, also, I want to give a shout out to the Sicko Substack. Uh, we have uh, a couple of different things we just put out there. Uh, the uh, the best season of all time for schools who stopped having a football team. I don't have one for this week, uh, but I, I'm I'm working on it. And I should get one a little bit later. I'm not going to have anything for Tuesday due to the multiple birthday parties that I had to do this weekend. Um, Marquette did come out on Friday. Uh, I'm working on another school right now. I did want to give a plug to uh, another person from the Feed Your Mascot uh, podcast, Blue. Um, We've both been working on something that is going to be behind the paywall on the Substack and behind the paywall on the Patreon. It is something called the Prairie View Chronicles, where we are going to chronicle the uh, essentially 10 years of Prairie View's um, 80-game losing streak. And all the factors and all the people and the players that essentially caused the playing, the the losing streak. And it's not necessarily on the players. Uh, there was a lot of behind the scenes stuff that went on, and we're going to give you all that information behind the paywall. And we have, whew, there's tons of content. There is tons of arrests. There is tons of intrigue. There is a lot of stuff that happened uh, over. A, a strange amount of money, really. I didn't really didn't think it was much, but we'll figure it out. Uh, it, we're going to dig into that. Shout out to the Message Board Geniuses podcast. Uh, they break news. Uh, apparently, I, I believe somebody said that. Uh, I forgot what it was today. 
No, there was a post. I just, I, I just blanked. I'm sorry. Oh, I gotta find that tweet. God, the mind just went blank. Message board geniuses. Where is this? I'm pulling up your Twitter right now. Message board, message board geniuses. They break news. And then we also break news, but in the sense that we pick it up and we smash it with a hammer. Yeah, there was, there was somebody, I think there was a tweet. I can't remember what it was. Uh, well, a Duke fan got a little upset about them losing to North Carolina. Um, and then there was another uh, post that they had. Uh, the, the post just said, uh, like message board geniuses just said that Alabama is so fat. <laughs> and that's that's what I couldn't remember. So, yes, Alabama is so fat. Like F-A-T or P-H-A-T? No, F-A-T. Does anybody say P-H-A-T anymore? I don't think so. People, I don't know. There are, certain, cool. there are certain fan bases that are stuck in the past. That's true. That's fair. Definitely. Shout out to them. Uh, also, uh, Sickos in Home Field Apparel, uh, we got uh, our code, yes, ha, 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 yes, three ha's uh, for 15% off your first purchase. Uh, we have the Sicko Shirt Showdown. It's back. As long as the sizes are available, you get 25% off the shirts. We had the Iowa versus Maryland, uh, which was crazy. The Maryland fans were outside the stadium in the parking lot just to get in to see Caitlin Clark. Uh, we had an awesome Iowa script shirt and a script Terps hoodie, 25% off with the code committee. Also, our beloved Indiana State Sycamores with the leaf cross tattoo gentlemen. Uh, they defeated Drake. Uh, in our sicko shirt showdown, we have a, a, a couple uh, in in the works. Uh, maybe one for the Mountain West coming out for the men's, and then we could have a big time heavyweight women's college basketball battle uh, this week on the promo. Which uh, we'll have those. Just stay tuned to our Twitter account. So let's get into this thing that that basically organically formed in our, our Discord here, and everybody wanted us to talk about it. So, let's give them something to talk about. Uh, they they wanted us to debate condiments. So they wanted the Sickos Committee to debate condiments. Yes, I'm, I'm talking about they want us to talk about the best condiments broken up into categories. We have to name brands, what our favorite brands are. This is peak off-season content. It's February. Why the hell not? Let's do it. Uh, I'm glad Jordan's not here because we're just going to put him down for Vegemite. <laughs> uh, or some he other weird per- Dartmouth thing that we don't know about. We're definitely going to put him down for that. Ah, the Dartmouth region of Australia. <laughs> the Dartmouth, Dartmouth is region. canonically Australia. It is known. It, it is. Totally. Uh, so Dartmouth, New Hampshire, Australia with the weird time zones. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try to set some ground rules for this, which we're probably not going to follow. Uh, <laughs> probably not. We were not going to follow. So basically what I'm trying to do here is I, I tried to organize this based off of like what the Discord wanted here. They wanted us to talk about like different condiments and give our favorite brands. And if somebody mentions another brand, we got to talk shit about it or whatever. I have no idea. They want some condiment conflict here. And we may get some. I don't. They know. want to see if we can end the podcast forever. Yes. By over... screaming at each other about food. That's uh, yeah. This is because works. of the potato episode. This is one hundred percent because of the potato episode. Yeah, the the fries episode and the potato tornado definitely probably led to this. 
And we had to get Jeff on uh, because he is from the Feed Your Mascot pod, uh, podcast. Feed Your Podcast Mascot. But okay. Um, okay, why? Yeah, sure, that sounds great. But no, this is this is going to be something. We have Jeff. Uh, in our Discord, we have something called the Canimals Channel, which is basically, it's like cans and animals, and it's just crazy food opinions. It's ridiculous in, in our Discord. So And also this, everything else, and it's our spiritual home, even though it's really not about football. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, this channel, you know, there's there's pictures of, of animals, like our pets. Uh, there's there's pictures of like, what are you drinking this evening? There's pictures of what are you eating this evening? Uh, there's you... my family's Thanksgiving totem in the pins. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's your cat trying to steal your dinner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so this channel is is kind of the 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 ultimate channel in our Discord. And again, you can you can always join this for five dollars a month. Uh, again, if you don't get five dollars worth of entertainment, even in the off season. Uh, I I don't know what five dollars means to you, but I mean, really, it's just one Starbucks coffee or, or Dunkachino if they still have those or whatever. Uh, they don't. No, I know. no, they no. Don't. They got rid of it. I know. I know. Y'all were talking about it earlier. I'm just messing with you. Arthur like leaped up. No, they got. Rid of it. it was a return sad day for America. Yeah, return Re- with a V and Dunkachino with a V. Yeah. But still, with with Al Pacino doing the Dunkin' yes, rap, the Dunkin' oh, Jack and yes. Jill. I'm now imagining ancient Rome Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> Dunkachino, not a condiment. Definitely not. Imagine, imagine like in the, like thousands a thousand years in the future when like our civilization is crumbled and like people are trying to reconstruct things. I I, I hope they see the Dunkachino rap. I hope they only find our podcast. That's it. That's all that survives. Oh, we are such a good lens through which to reconstruct society. They're going to think Pennsylvania is like the font of all knowledge. The capital of the empire is central Pennsylvania. Yeah, it's going to end up being like Rome. It'll be like, oh, yes, during the Pennsylvania times. We must build this out of sheets. People will fly to uh, Harrisburg to see all the ruins. (laughs) The Harrisburg ruins. The train bridge will still be up. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah! Shout out! To, it is the longest stone masonry train bridge in the world. Shout out to the Rockville mm-hmm. Bridge. It's beautiful. It is. All roads lead to the Pennsylvania Turnpike. Yeah, yeah. Louisiana. But not directly to the Pennsylvania Turnpike. You got to get off and then go on like a regular right. road and That's then right. get on the it Pennsylvania Turnpike. Illegal yeah. use of your tax funds to create a, a direct road. interchange between seventy and seventy-six. Yes. All roads lead to Breezewood. That's right, Chicken Sedan. I said it. <laughs> He's so mad right now. <laughs> All right. So let's get back to the, the condiment debate. Uh, debate. Debate. What the hell? All right. I don't even know how I'm going to start this, but uh, let, let's just go here and let's let's name your your favorite brand of ketchup. This should be fast for three of us. Uh, Heinz is the only acceptable answer to this. Pickle, you're muted. Yeah, that. But what you said, there is one. There's one acceptable answer here. It is Heinz. Every time I go, I actually bought non-Heinz ketchup today because I shop at Aldi and I died inside a little bit. But obnoxiously, Pit Boyfriend specifically requested it, so I bought the store brand ketchup. Oh no! Ugh. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I feel like I can't weigh in here because I've never had non-Heinz ketchup. Like, 
if I'm somewhere and they don't have Heinz, then like I'm just not having ketchup. And so, I mean, like I got I got some right here. Like I I always stay prepared. And <laughs> I got that motherfucking thing on me. I got that I got that ketchup on me. I do. I got that I, I got, Listener, Arthur I got has ketchup in my bag. Yeah. He has a, a he, he's got a Heinz holster. I'm just, I'm just imagining he's got instead of like a gun holder, it's just like a a holster for Heinz. He pulled it out of Beyonce. Beyonce lives in my brain now. This is wonderful. Yeah, I, at one point at Teal, they switched to Hunt's Ketchup for a oh. quarter of a semester. And we, like, people refused to pay tuition until they fixed it. That is a correct opinion. All right. Uh, yeah, Jeff? Jeff, go ahead. I don't even like ketchup at all unless you, like, put things in it to make it super spicy. So I should probably abstain, although Heinz is really good at graphic design. So if there's a bottle of ketchup in front of me, I guess like classic glass bottle Heinz, if I got to look at it, it might as well be that. Yeah, I, I'm just going to say Heinz probably takes the cake for me. There is there's one coming that is trying in Texas. Which Jordan would probably rep this one. It's the Whataburger ketchup. Um, which fast food sauce wise, ketchup wise, it's up there. Um, in the bottle, it's not necessarily as good uh, as it is in like the little containers you get at Whataburger. Um, and my dad is from Pittsburgh, myself, so it, it's got to be Heinz here. Can we just like trash any of the other brands? I just want to name like Hunt, like. Hunts is sugary nonsense. There we go. Yeah. Uh, give the, me some the opinions on for Hunts is also like hot garbage. Oh, give, yeah. give me Coffee, some. It's it's gross. Give me some opinions about French's. Uh, French's is perfectly acceptable if you wanted to create some type of a mortar to make bricks stick together. I suppose okay. it would work Perfect. well for that. All right. Um, you also might be able to blind an opponent with it. What about what about Del Monte ketchup? Why would you do that? <laughs> do you hate everyone in your life. I mean, it, it was on sale. Uh, listener, I, <laughs> listener, your human body is a temple and you only get one of it. Fill it Use with Heinz ketchup and only with Heinz ketchup. It's just, I, I mean, this is way too central PA heavy and this is not controversial at all on this podcast. So we started here. Let's go to the next level here. Let's go to the yellow that, stuff. I, oh, before we do ahead. that, can I give an honorable mention to Whataburger Spicy? Because I did oh, enjoy yeah. that. The one time that I went to Texas. It's good. It's good it's in the good. container. Uh, it needs to be blended better. Like the hot sauce needs to be a little bit better. It separates sometimes in the packet. Mm. But you got to stir it. And otherwise it's fine. Uh, I'm kind of picky hot sauce wise. But uh, we'll get to that later. Uh, next, let's go to the yellow stuff. The mustard. And we have different varieties of mustard here. And people wanted to know, like, you know, mustard opinions. Are we talking plain? Are we talking brown? Are we talking spicy? Are we talking Dijon? I mean, what are we talking mustard here? So give your opinion on the brand and give give your opinion on the type of mustard. So I'm, I'm going to be real here. I've always been a little bit scared of mustard uh, because I remember, like, Obama got in trouble for mustard, right? Like, like. <laughs> or wanted some mustard and people were like oh like no you can't do that so i've been uh like i will never even look at the brand i'm just like okay like whatever like just just get some mustard i just i don't want to have any input here because i might make a wrong decision and then people oh, are mad at me okay 
Um, I am. Mustard was the first condiment that I truly loved as a child because I was a very weird child. Yeah. Um, I I don't know what to tell. Like, listen, I'm a hilljack. What do you want? Um, I ride very hard for stone ground mustard. Okay. Like, Inglehofer stone ground is my preferred mustard to put on anything. Ooh. If you are going to get really cheap consular hot dogs, which I do love very much, and I love my sugar tails as well, I'm fine with putting, like, a French's yellow on it. That is okay. But on nearly every other application, I want to put stone ground mustard. If I'm not picking bits out of my teeth at the end, it is the wrong mustard. Oh, she likes that chunky mustard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, if it if I couldn't dry it out to grape shot, it's it's just not the right <laughs> kind of mustard. Let's separate the Pennsylvania here. Let's go to Jeff before we go to Pitcairn. I will say I also am a big fan of like a stone ground spicy mustard. If you're, hell yes, if you're doing like rye bread pastrami, like you you need that, and you need that like you need the spicy to cut how f- just fatty a good pastrami is. All right, is, is that the brand too, or is it just stone ground? Um. I feel like a lot of places will do it in house. Also, Golden's is just kind of a classic okay. to pick up for yeah. deli mustard. It'll do in a pinch. Good. And and picker, what you got mustard wise? So I am the opposite of Beth in this respect. In that, for a long time, as a as a younger person, I was convinced that I did not like mustard, and I still do not consume a lot of it. I am I am relatively new to mustard consumption so i do not have strong opinions about it i have no strong opinions i will say however that uh shout a shout out to kunzler hot dogs and b uh i am a a ketchup on hot dogs person which i know is controversial in in some areas oh my god jeff jeff is jeff is so go ahead go ahead jeff yell at her (laughs) i don't know it like it's not a great flavor combo i think most ketchups end up being too spicy unless you are unless you are in germany and doing kaivast but that's oh, helped wow. by, by just putting so much curry powder on there that that's that balances it out okay i don't think ketchup yeah. is spicy well i i will say when when i go to sheets get my hot dogs there I think they're still like two for a dollar if you they have absolutely like, are. rewards. All right. Um, but are we gonna get uh, I, always, <laughs> I always just click on it. Like, yep, like ketchup, mustard, relish, like whatever, just put it on. Like I'm I'm not I like ketchup, mustard, relish, that's my standard. All right. Now we, we're going into hot dog condiments. I'm just talking about mustard here. All right. All right. So let, let, we're doing mustard. I, I have like preferences for like all of them. Uh, it, it's weird. Like a plain mustard, give me French's. Uh, brown mustard, give me Golden's. Spicy mustard, shout out to the Creole mustard from Zatarans. Um, it has the crazy stone ground stuff that you love, Beth. There's just so it's big, big pieces of mustard in the Zatarans Creole mustard. Um, and then Dijon, I am I am all about the Grey Poupon. Uh, those commercials won me over in the '80s. Um, they were very good commercials. They were very good commercials, and really, growing up in 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 my house, we really only had one mustard, and it was Grey Poupon. Um, it, it was just, I mean, my mom was was all about Grey Poupon, and and that's all I had mustard wise. So I had to deal with the Grey Poupon, and I learned to love it. Well, I I just want to I guess close out mustard here. 
by saying what my favorite mustard is because my favorite mustard is not a condiment. My favorite mustard is on the beat. Oh, he's a big fan of DJ mustard on the beat. Okay, perfect. Done. That was great. Good job. But, you know, it would have been great if you pulled out a bottle of mustard from the other side uh, instead of the ketchup. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You had a bottle of ketchup. For God's sake. The skin of Coleman's. Increasingly unlikely locations. It was no, it was crazy, Arthur. It was nuts. All right, we're moving on the mayo. We're gonna exempt Beth from this, unless she has a mayo memory before she became deathly allergic to mayo. Uh, I, I do have opinions on mayo, but okay. I will let, I will cede the floor to you guys. Okay, we'll go we'll, in we'll, hot in my own category. Right, we'll start. We'll start with Pit Girl. She's she's a mayo fan, I guess. I don't know. Uh, I am not actually, uh, I have very specific Mayo opinions. Okay. Let's go uh, get specific here. That is, it is not about brand of Mayo. It okay. is about application of Mayo. All right. All right. I think Mayo on things. So as a sandwich spread, for example, is disgusting. It's Ooh. just texturally gross. If it's spread very, very thinly, fine. I will deal with it. But most places that put mayo on sandwiches put way too fucking much mayo on it. Yeah, they, and they, then they it's gross. Heavy. And I can't do it. They I do that rubber with... spatula like they use with frosting. It, it yeah, gets a little it, bit ugh, too heavy. Ugh, yeah, ugh, I, I get that. Gross, I get that. Gross, gross, gross. So I generally avoid mayo as a condiment. However, mayo as an ingredient in things like elote sauce or potato salad or whatever... Um, I am a Duke's Mayo person because it is objectively good mayo, uh, but I don't have particularly strong opinions on it. I am also pro aioli. Um, I think aioli is a little bit less heavy, and so it does not gross me out as much when it's on things. Plus, it tends to be flavored as opposed to just being like, here's some eggs. So here's the thing about aioli. Almost no aioli is aioli. As a person with an egg allergy, this is infuriating to me mm. because aioli. Okay, so anytime you are making a mayonnaise or a mayonnaise adjacent process, you are emulsifying an oil using some type of a protein. In the case of mayonnaise, you emulsify your oil with egg. This is a problem for me, obviously, so I can't have that. Aioli, if you're making a proper aioli, you emulsify your oil with garlic. There is no egg in aioli except america has decided that the second you put garlic in mayonnaise it's now called aioli Mm. which makes ordering at restaurants a nightmare for some of us it is infuriating to me words mean things thank you for coming to my ted talk beth how often are you around uh lebanese restaurants because there is a similar um lebanese condiment called tomb which is yes and that is great by the yes. way yes yes I, I know i can have that that stuff's awesome yep big fan and it is it is a type of aioli because they used garlic as your emulsifier it is wonderful if you have not gotten your human body to a lebanese restaurant to try it you should lebanese food generally slaps strong recommend jeff you got any mayo opinions I am generally pro Dukes. Okay. Uh, we are do- uh, Dukes football, uh, Dukes Mayo podcast yeah. here. I mean. I, I will say I have gotten into the dipping fries in mayo, and I quite like that. If I go to either a Lebanese place or the Greek 
place by me that's run by a Lebanese family. The the tomb, the garlic sauce is like a plus for for the the fries. I don't know what's up with uh, Euro places that they tend to have like a completely different style of fry than everywhere else that is awesome. But those yeah. fries in in the garlic sauce is just perfect. There was like a tweet going around like these Greek fries. Oh yeah, they're the best. They're extremely good. <laughs> they're good stuff. Arthur, you got any mayo opinions? Mayo. Yeah. Opinions. So basically, I don't. I'm gonna be honest. Like, I don't really have that strong opinions on mayo, but I do just go with Dukes because of their college football bowl game sponsorship. Um, I believe they've also sponsored NASCAR in the past. Yeah. So. That's just kind of my go-to. I realize that Hellman's also is at NASCAR, but um, yeah, Dukes is just like they have the sponsorship, so I'm gonna roll with them. So I got I got I got some like really specific mayo things here. Uh, Dukes, great, love it. I really didn't even know about Dukes until they started sponsoring a pole game. So uh, being from New Orleans, I didn't know about Dukes at all. Uh, good stuff. I love the, they have like one with avocado oil, which is like a, a light version. Fantastic. It's amazing. It's the only one that I'll get Dukes wise because it is better. When they send me the jar with like the teams on it, it's like the original like Dukes. And I'm like, can you just send me the one with the avocado oil? Cause I like that one the best. Uh, but still Dukes is good. Uh, there is a local brand of mayo that is in New Orleans that goes really, really good on French bread and po' boys. It is called Blue Plate, Blue Plate Mayonnaise. Uh, that is one that I've only encountered like in my life, essentially, before I learned about Dukes. Uh, was that I've had like Hellman's, I've had Kraft, I've had like the Miracle Whip, I've had like whatever, but it's really me. Dukes and Blue Plate Mayo uh, have been like together. Miracle Whip, I'm like, I don't even know what it is. It seems like it's just sandwich bread. And like Hellman's, I'm like, yeah, whatever, craft, whatever. But no, give me, give me a little, little, little twang in the Dukes, and then the blue plate is just the perfect, the perfect uh, layer of a dressed po' boy. Which, if you don't know what a dressed po' boy is in New Orleans, mayo, lettuce, tomato, and pickle. So when they ask if you want your po' boy dressed, that's what that means. So we'll go, we'll go from there. And uh, shout out to Beth for showing the Dukes mayo bowl mayo. Um, I, so here are my opinions on mayo. Uh, obviously I cannot have mayo, but there are several companies at this point that have launched a vegan mayonnaise brand and I have tried most of them. Um, the most, anything that has been labeled veganaise, I have found to be absolutely vile and I do not enjoy it at all. The best of the vegan mayonnaise brands I ever tried was just whenever before Just Egg did their thing. They had a product called Just Mayo, and that stuff was awesome. And I'm still mad that it is gone. I am told that Hellman's uh, vegan mayonnaise is very, very, very close to the taste of regular Hellman's. I cannot confirm that, but it has been super useful and has worked a and has worked very well for me. And I've been able to use that one to one in pretty much anywhere anybody would use mayonnaise. Um, which is really great and a good cooking hack. Um, and uh, I, I know in my area, we can't get it, but um, I was on a trip to Columbus and I got to try the Kewpie brand vegan mayonnaise that is made for people with egg allergies and it was extremely good. So there you go. If you happen to have an egg allergy, 
places to check. Nice. Duke's has a vegan mayonnaise that is only available to restaurants. And Ugh. I want to get this podcast to be classified as a restaurant so I can yeah. have it. Beth, we... I think you have enough crockpots that you count as a restaurant. <laughs> we we own nine crockpots. Can we get some vegan uh, Duke's to Beth, uh, please? Ten. Miller, ten please. Hook no. us up. Ten! Yeah. All right, double they're, digits they're of crockpots. Nice. If you leave the crockpots alone in a closet long enough, you'll end up with more crockpots. That's how that yeah. works. Mom found out that you could get ones with stirring attachments. What would, so. what would you call like Ooh. crockpot mitosis? Uh. <laughs> Are we sure that the crockpots reduce <laughs> reproduce asexually? I don't know. I mean, do they gotta get they together reproduce. like ones as on high? As nearly as I can tell, they reproduce by budding. So. <laughs> I have no idea. I, if you if you accidentally they're one of the little up. sauce ones first, and then they grow to the full size ones that'll like fit a piece of meat. Definitely, that's how that happens. You leave them on keep warm too long, and look what happens. You get another one. Uh, all right, moving on. Moving on. We are on to the barbecue sauce. Barbecue sauce condiments. I want my baby back, baby back, baby. Chili. No, I'm sorry. Uh, sponsor us, Chili's. I will sing for you. Uh, but yes, barbecue sauce. I mean, I'm in Texas. I know Jordan had some barbecue sauce opinions. I'm going to start with Arthur here because I know he's all about barbecue sauce. Um, I guess. I mean, so like for me, being from Pittsburgh, I feel like Pittsburgh, there's not like, oh, like this is Pittsburgh barbecue. And I know that like, there are a lot of other places that have distinct barbecue uh, flavors or like sauces, right? Like if you get barbecue in like, I mean, even I think like North and South Carolina, like it's, it's going to be different. Yep. And different so parts of North Carolina are different. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So like yeah, that's, for me, that's the problem in Pittsburgh. Well, so for me, when it comes to barbecue sauce, like I've never had barbecue sauce and been like, Oh yeah. Like that wasn't tasty. Right. Like I feel like, it's all pretty good. And anytime like I'm at like a restaurant or I'm somewhere or I'm at McDonald's getting McNuggets, actually, no, I'm at Wendy's getting spicy nuggets. Um, anytime I'm there, I'm just like, yeah, like whatever you call barbecue sauce, like that's probably good enough for me. Um, the one thing that I go to in my house, um, just because again, there is the bowl sponsorship is, uh, Duke's actually has their own line of barbecue sauces. They have a South Carolina style sauce and oh. a North Carolina style sauce. Uh, I got the more. South Carolina sauce right here in front of the camera, which you know, podcasting is a visual medium. Uh, I have the the North Carolina sauce is open. It's in the fridge downstairs. I don't okay. want to like get it out the fridge. So okay. this is. I just like rotate between them because again, like I'm from Pittsburgh, like it's all like, yep, like this is tasty sauce. So yeah, I just rotate between the just, North and South Carolina sauce. Arthur walks around with a condiment utility belt on now. <laughs> but no, I will also say, like even outside of the U.S., like there can be some some distinctive sauces. Like I mean, you think about like I used to, I used to live in Japan, and like they have like barbecue over there that like is their own special thing, and like. Pretty much any barbecue sauce I've I've had is like yeah like I like I like this. All right, let's go, Pit Girl here. Your barbecue opinions. So, um, in terms of barbecue opinions, I would agree with Arthur's analysis of the Pittsburgh barbecue scene. Um, 
I've had barbecue from Pittsburgh. It's usually like broadly North Carolina style. It's usually fine. Uh, but I have uh, family in the uh, Atlanta metro area and have driven through the South enough to have like developed barbecue opinions independent of the fact that I'm from central Pennsylvania, which is not a barbecue place, really. Uh, chicken barbecue is not barbecue. I'm sorry, Sir Toma. The world's largest chicken barbecue is not like barbecue barbecue. Thank oh. you. Um, I am not a fan of any of the like pre-bottled barbecue sauces. They're okay. fine. I think good barbecue sauce is, is made by someone. Oh. And I prefer like a tomato base. I'm also okay with vinegar base. I do not like South Carolina style barbecue sauce. And I am morally opposed to Alabama white sauce because as previously mentioned, I fucking hate mayonnaise. So, and that is a, an application in which it is mostly mayonnaise and mostly on something rather than an ingredient in something. And so ah. I am opposed to it. Um, but tomato-based sauces are nice, um, especially if they're a little bit spicy, but not too spicy and also kind of sweet. Casey's, uh, Casey's style barbecue sauce, also good, um, but I am I am partial to the tomato-based North Carolina ones, personally. All right. Let's get Jeff. What you got, Jeff? I am very much of the opinion that the barbecue sauce needs to match what the barbecue actually is. Yes. So it's very much a where you are what that place is making, what they think goes best with their meat if you're at a barbecue place. If you're grabbing barbecue sauce, the condiment that you're not using as an accompaniment for barbecue, you're just like putting on a burger or putting on fries or dipping like chicken strips in it or whatever. Just for like availability and like base level quality, sweet baby rays is hard to beat. But that's a, like barbecue sauce. The I'm dipping fries in it is very different than barbecue sauce. This is a sauce I'm putting on pulled pork. Definitely. Beth, you have barbecue opinions. Yes. Oh, um, yeah. All barbecue sauce is garbage. And if I wanted to cover meat in enough sugar that it, to make confectioners icing, I would keep my crimes to myself. Ooh. Nice. And that I think yeah, that's that's where I am with it. Um okay. and I think one of the reasons that Pittsburgh doesn't have a particular barbecue style is that anywhere that people would apply barbecue sauce, Pittsburghers instead will cover it with pierogies. Yes, this is true. Um, I I also think your point about sugar is why I tend not to like the pre-bottled barbecue sauces. They are all way too sweet. Like all of them. Even for pork, they're all way too sweet. Yeah, I'm like, I, like the idea of being like, "Hey, I'm going to add meat icing." Like, no, no, you're not. Not in my presence. Oh. You are not. Just meat the phrase icing. "meat icing" sounds incredible to me. It does. Honestly, it does. that's. I think that's why I just like barbecue sauces in general. Like I'm like, yeah, cake. sure, whatever. Like, all of them will give me both salty and sweet for the most part, and like those are just two great flavors. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna imitate Jordan's opinion here, and I know it's not real. Um, it, it could be though, but Jordan's like, I don't like barbecue sauce because my meat has to have the flavor. He's a dry rub guy. I have no idea if he is or not. I'm just going to make Jordan a dry rub guy. And since he has the flu, he can't, he can't, you know, he'll counteract me like a couple days after that he listens to the podcast, which would be great. Uh, yes. Please yell at Jordan for his, uh, barbecue opinion. How dare you, Jordan, you dry rub guy. 
Straw Jordan has a good point though, which is that if if you need sauce, (laughs) the meat is not good. You should want sauce. So score score one for Straw Jordan, who may or may not Straw, have Straw actually Jordan, have this. Pit girl coming out hard, swinging against the French. That's right. She's she's she bought that straw man <laughs> argument. All right, uh, perfect. So, no, personally, if I got to do a bottle of barbecue sauce, I'm, I I I am Stubbs, uh, the the Texas barbecue sauce that is from uh, Austin. Um, there the the bottle says, ladies and gentlemen, I am a cook on it. And he looks like he could barbecue a shoe and you would eat it and it would be delicious. So uh, I, I'm all about that. And Stubbs barbecue is amazing. It is it is fantastic. Um, if if I do bottle, it's going to be bottle. I'll, I'll give a shout out to the Traeger uh, barbecue sauce too, which is good. But really, mostly the barbecue sauce that I use is, is essentially like a top coating, just the seal in the meat seasoning, what I'm doing either on the brisket or on, I, I probably don't even do it on a brisket, but probably on like some ribs or something just to seal in uh, the rub and everything on that. But but typically it's a, it's it's some good stuff. I, you know, I have no problem with like the, like you go to Applebee's and get the Jack Daniels ribs or whatever, like the Jack Daniels sauce, I'm like, whatever. It I don't feel like it makes much of a difference to me. Um, I have not had Carolina barbecue, which I, I may need to borrow that from Arthur. Uh, that's awesome. Or maybe order some from Dukes myself. Miller, if you're listening to this ad, we are plugging Dukes really hard here. Send me some free sauce. Okay? Please. I appreciate it. Um, I mean, there were there were times that you would use, like, Kraft because it was, like, a dollar or whatever, and you would just do, like, chicken quarters on the grill or whatever, and you just slather barbecue sauce all over it when you didn't know what you were doing uh, on, like, a tailgate or whatever. Uh, but yeah, if it's going to be a bottle sauce, it's going to be Stubbs, and I am not. Uh, I'm not coming off of that one, so that that that's the bottle one that is the best for me personally. You can yell at me uh, or thank me later when you buy a bottle of Stubbs because it is delicious and it's some good shit. So uh, moving on to the next opinion, let's let's you know uh, lefty a little bit on a spicy take here. Let's talk about hot sauce. We're talking about the hot sauce. I feel like I feel like Beth has some really spicy hot sauce opinions. Um, in my house, the only hot sauce that we have ever had has been Crystal. So that's like that's the one that I know. Okay, I, I've encountered Tabasco in the wild, but not in in places where it was particularly memorable. So like I I'm just sort of a Crystal person by default. Nice, very smart. Who wants to go next? Jeff, go. You love hot sauce. I I typically, yeah, I I feel like Tabasco is one of my go-tos. And part of that is I find it works really well with other flavors. And I, if I am making like homemade mac and cheese, basically my entire seasoning for the sauce is Tabasco and Worcestershire. And the two of those work as a pretty solid combo. Um, I feel like if I am at like a Mexican place, I will grab what they've got on the table and kind of that's another just trust them with what they're what they're cooking that that's a good match all right pip girl your hot sauce you, you you like spicy stuff i do i do enjoy spicy food uh, that is also something that i came to somewhat later in life because my uh my dad in particular shout out to my dad um is from chicago by way of atlanta and is sometimes extremely midwestern in his food taste and oh. very much does not like spicy things so oh. i did not 
start eating spicy food until I got to college, really. Um, but all of that to say, in terms of like generic, like diner hot sauce, Crystal's fine, Tabasco's fine. I think they, in that variety, broadly speaking, that style of hot sauce is a little vinegary for my taste. Um, but they have good applications. They're good on eggs, for example. Um, I really like Cholula. I think that's my favorite of the like, like I'm at a diner, they have hot sauce. They ask me which one I want. If they have Cholula, I want that one. Okay. Um, but I love, and this is like very 2015 internet of me, and I apologize for that. Uh, but seriously, Hoi Fong Sriracha is so good. It's very good. It's not super vinegary. It's spicy. It's nice and garlicky. It's very good. Strong recommend. That one's my favorite. Uh, and I also enjoy gochujang, which is like kind of a hot sauce and kind of not. Uh, it's Korean. It's amazing. 10 out of 10. Nice. Arthur, any hot sauce stuff? Not really. I mean, I, again, don't. If he pulls out another bottle of hot sauce, I'm gonna just lose it here. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't have bottles. I just have uh, packets. But uh, uh, these, <laughs> these, these, I did not get like for the episode. I just have these in my desk, like left over from. Don't we all getting like Taco, Taco Bell? Bell? Okay, all right. So, um, yeah, like I just, I think I have Louisiana hot sauce in my kitchen just because like that was on sale or something i don't really have a strong opinion here shout out to taco bell i do enjoy the taco bell hot sauces also taco bell food is really just a vehicle for taco bell fire sauce are, in my is opinion he about to eat this packet of okay he's just yep. the, yep. The, yep. Hot sauce shop. okay uh, shout out hot sauce oh, that'll that'll help you edit the podcast later arthur all right perfect uh, uh personally my, my my hot sauce my favorite one is crystal um you know, uh, Tabasco is fine. Um, it, it'll do it. Louisiana's fine. Uh, I, I don't like Frank's Red Hot. I, I don't like it. I hate it, honestly. I, I hate that hot sauce. Like, you can, if I see that and that's the only one, I'm like, go go away. Leave me alone. You don't put that shit on everything? No, I do not. It is, I, I, I do not like Frank's Red Hot. Just get out my face. And somebody's like selling something. It was like, "Hey, we got wings with Frank's Red Hot." I'm like, "I am never buying that shit." Uh, I'm done. Texas Pete. Um, <laughs> I love how like somebody sued Texas Pete when they were like, it was like a company from Carolina or something, uh, and they sued them. It was like, you can't call it Texas Pete anymore. So I think there was a, a lawsuit right there. But yeah, yeah, Texas I, Pete's from North Carolina. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so it's so what like, they have a cookout. You can't, you can't call it Texas Pete or whatever. Uh, you know, wait, wait till they find out where Arizona iced tea's from. I know it's amazing, right? Uh, it's just a, just a brand. It's crazy. New York City. No, uh, that's for salsa, which I left off of this list. We can get to it later. Uh, really, that's like the normal hot sauce. Like the all-purpose hot sauce for me is Crystal. Uh, Tabasco is good. The green Tabasco is also good. Um, I don't like the normal red Tabasco. The green Tabasco is really good. Uh, give a shout out to the green Tabasco. The Mexican hot sauce, my favorite. Uh, my wife put me on this one. It's the La Botanera. Uh, it it kind of comes in like a plastic jug. It looks like a water bottle almost. And sometimes they sell it in like, uh, it's like an old school, like 20 ounce soda before they got all the ridges and stuff and the shapely Coke bottles. It was just like one of those like 20 ounce like sodas. It, it, and that looks like what the hot sauce is. It's really good. It, it's not vinegary. 
It's got a good uh, kick to it, but it's not like overpowering, which I can find some other hot sauces like that overpowering. Um, the Asian hot sauce, I mean, sriracha is good. Uh, there's, you know, I, I do like the the Hoi Fong or whatever. There was another one that one of my friends from um, Japan told me to mention, and I cannot find it. So I am going to skip that, and we're going to move on to the next one. Uh, hold on. Maybe it did. I found it. Hold on. Oh, no. He's talking about, like, mixing something with some, like, Vietnamese, um, like, salt and stuff. Yeah, no, it's not going to work out. We can't do that. Uh, <laughs> there are Vietnamese places that make their own in a similar style. He lives in he lives in Japan. So it's just like, yeah, he's, he's, he's got the, the good stuff over there in Japan, like Asian hot sauce style. So we can move on to the next one. Um, before uh, I know Jordan is going to give his opinion, if you need steak sauce, then your steak sucks. So that's what Jordan says. Um, the straw man Jordan here. Um, so we'll go to steak sauce, which I mean, there's like the HP, the salsa Lozano, Heinz 57, a one, you know, you can give me any variety of a one or Leon parents. Like you can give me any variety of that. Um, who has some steak sauce opinions? Go pit girl. Straw pit, or I'm sorry, uh, straw Jordan is correct. I have nothing to add. Okay. Uh, the only, actually, that's not quite true. One thing I have to <laughs> add, and this is unorthodox, but I recommend it. Um, very good balsamic vinegar in very small amounts on steak is amazing, okay. but you should make a nice steak. It's yeah, not steak. a steak sauce application. Don't, it's don't a, do that sauce. here is a sauce that goes well with your good steak. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going to talk about HP and salsa lasagna. Because they're they're in the genre of steak sauces, but I don't use them on steak. It it is that sort of like little bit sweet, little bit savory. HP sauce, which is a very traditionally English thing, is like really good with roast potatoes. It's really good on breakfast sandwiches. It works really well um, there. And then salsa lozano is a Costa Rican um, sauce that is kind of similarly a little sweet, little savory. Um, that is incredible one with Costa Rican uh, gallo pinto, which is rice and beans. Incredible with that. It's also really good just like in any sort of burrito. It is perfect in a breakfast burrito. Interesting. Beth, go. Um, I avoid steak sauces generally. One, cool. because I don't really like steak sauce. And two, because it's a place where eggs like to hide. Um, oh. There are some brands of Worcestershire sauce that I can use for things. I never actually put it on steak, though. I use it as a base flavor, usually in mushroom things, if it is safe for me. Uh, but yeah, I am of the opinion that if your steak requires sauce, you have fucked up steak. Okay. That, that's kind of my opinion too, and that's I just threw that in Jordan's face too. So, no, it, there was there was one time that I was working at a steakhouse in college, and the steak sauce, um, like I, I would kind of judge people uh, on what they would put on their steak. Um, my favorite one is to judge when they got the chop steak, which is basically a hamburger, uh, and then well done, and they would just catch up all over the place. Um, I, I would love to judge them, and then also I was definitely not. Gonna get a good tip from that table, anyway. So, uh, just steak sauce for me, like Heinz Fifty Seven was kind of the best. I do want to give a shout out to the Whataburger. Uh, it used to be the A One Bold and Spicy Burger. Um, that A One sauce on that burger was amazing. Uh, that's that's really it. But I don't really use steak sauce for anything else. I, I don't breakfast burrito applications. Um, I may have to look into that. 
Uh, so thank you for the suggestion, Jeff. Arthur, do you have any steak sauce opinions? Do you have a bottle of A1 underneath you or something? So here's the thing. I don't like steak. So okay. if I have steak, this is the sauce I'm using. Oh, <laughs> got that got that, that ketchup on him. That ketchup looks really dark on camera, too. It looks really dark. Like it's like almost like brown. Yeah, I was gonna say, it almost looks like barbecue sauce. It does. It's just probably it's, the camera. It's just the lighting. It yeah, it's, it's probably just here. the camera and the lighting. It's it's not like I, I'm assuming it's normal looking ketchup. But yeah, I, I would judge you if you got a hamburger steak, well done, and you wanted ketchup. I I would judge you while I was waiting on your table, and then I automatically judge you in knowing that I would not get a good tip from this table no matter what I do. It's it's not that I want to eat a steak well done with ketchup. It's that I don't want to eat a steak in the first place. Okay, that's fine. I think that's a reasonable take. Actually, that's fine. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's, that's totally, fine. That's, that's totally good. Maybe they, maybe maybe the wife forced them to take them out to a date night or something. He's like, fine, I don't want a steak. I'll just eat a hamburger steak. Sure. I maybe I I didn't think of it that way before, and I can look at that difference. But I still got a crappy tip, so that that's never going to change. Uh, shout out to the to the next topic. We're we're talking about gravy. It's all gravy, baby. Um, we needed to, to to debate if we're gonna allow pasta sauce to be called red gravy here, and I am offended as an Italian. <sighs> For it to be gravy, it requires meat juice and flour. That's right. If you put flour in your pasta sauce, I don't think you understand how pasta sauce works. That's right. And you are fired from making pasta in my home. Done. You're fired. Get out of Beth's home. Don't take a crock pot. <laughs> no, but seriously, I, like I love gravy, like, but I'm not pasta. So I am not calling it red gravy. Um, shout out to one of our uh, podcast folks uh, in the Discord. They wanted to express their opinion uh, and said that um, regardless, he'd like it to be known that marinara sauce is just Italian ketchup. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff, come on, go ahead. Say what you got to say after your hands, your, your hands have, have just basically held the your face. The problem is I can't thing. really come up with that heavy of a refutement because, it, I mean, it is a tomato-based sauce. I mean, it's flavored wildly differently. That's like what said, makes it Italian. A, yeah, but it is a, a tomato-based uh, sauce with a wide variety of applications. All right, we got favorite gravies. Go quick, re- lightning round. Favorite gravy? Uh, sawmill gravy. Okay. Sausage with chorizo. Ooh. Perfectly grid. Yes. I am morally opposed to gravy. I do okay. not want flour in my meat juice. Thank you. Nice. Yeah, I don't really mess with gravy. Like I just let other people mess with gravy, and I'm like, cool. I like I like gravy when I get it at Waffle House. You know, that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, hey, girl, I will not make biscuits and gravy for you when you visit. I don't dislike biscuits and gravy, but they're not my favorite. I just have some like textural issues with gravy. It's the, it's the flour. It's just like, okay. I, yeah. I don't know what it is. It's just a little gross for me. That, that greedy gravy. Uh, no, I, I like country gravy and uh, give me mushroom gravy. Country and mushroom. Uh, I'll live with those two. So um, I love the, the brown mushroom gravy. I, I love mushrooms. So, fight me on that. Whatever. 
Uh, I, I will. I mean, you can okay. keep them. It's fine. I won't it's, fight you. I'll, I'll take them again. It's like it's just the same thing. It's like if we go to a sandwich place and you don't want to eat your pickle, I will eat your pickle. This is reminding me of my one and only trip to Waffle House ever. Um, when my sister got a like a country fried steak and gravy thing at in the middle of the night, and it came and she had never encountered that as an option before, and she just looked at it. She's like, "What is this?" on my state on my stake and there and like and the waitress launches into this like deep in deep analysis of what this is and everything else in case it's sort of like huh okay just slide it off <laughs> <laughs> all right after the gravy controversy it's over um peanut butter we talk about uh we're not talking about brands right now but we we can talk about uh creamy natural or crunchy Arthur's got an opinion already. Go, Arthur. I'm team crunchy. I like it salted. And uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, like when it, I don't even really go to a brand like my go to is just like Trader Joe's crunchy salted. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I'm about. All right. You, sir, are a man of taste. Okay. Um, I, I, too, am a, a crunchy peanut butter person. Obnoxiously pit boyfriend who eats uh, significantly higher volume of peanut butter than i do is a smooth peanut butter person oh. to the point like he goes through about a jar of the aldi brand natural smooth peanut butter a week wow. i go through maybe one jar of peanut butter a year but mine is crunchy preferably skippy i am okay with the aldi brand crunchy peanut butter though i just it needs to have the peanut chunks in it okay right jeff what you got our house is pretty much just the gender swap version of pit girls house. So, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Beth, what you got there? I am a, I'm a newcomer to the game of peanut butter. Okay. It has only been in, in about the last year Ooh. that I have decided that this is a thing I'm willing to eat. Okay. Um, and of the peanut butters that I'm willing to eat, all are crunchy. I think it's just that I like subconsciously yeah. like to celebrate the fact that I still have teeth. We are we are true crunchy peanut butter folks on this podcast. I love crunchy. Uh, I love smooth uh, and creamy. Um, but get that natural shit out my face. I am not stirring my fucking peanut butter. <laughs> I I hate the, the oil just sitting on the top of the jar. I am not taking the butter knife to stir this shit. I I don't care organic or whatever. Just oil sitting on top of my peanut butter. I gotta stir this. I'm just going to stir it before I can spread it. Get out of my face. Seriously. I hate it. I hate it. Who introduced this shit? Like, like I want organic, oily-ass peanut butter. I No. All right? I don't care if my crunchy peanut butter, when I spread it, tears my bread. I don't care. I will lick it off my fingers. I don't care. Uh, but this oily shit that, you know, it just doesn't stick or whatever, and you're just stirring it forever with your butter knife, just get that out of my face. I, I am done with natural peanut butter i i hate it i i oh i can't stand it peanut butter is good on burgers oh, oh i've never had it <laughs> oh yeah but, yeah okay. no that's true that's true i've, I I've had a good it. burger i, I had a good burger at a, at a place in in portland called killer burger that had peanut butter on it okay. uh the one the one thing i'll also shout out in terms of specific brands i don't really have the big brand loyalty when it comes to peanut butter but skippy peanut butter was shouted out in the movie the hurricane heist Oh, okay. I don't I don't necessarily have brand loyalty either, uh, but I just know Reese's peanut butter sucks. 
Oh, it's awful. Like in, in the jar, it's crap. Mm-hmm. Like in Truly the candy, awful. delicious. Mm-hmm. In the candy, delicious. In the jar, crap. It is crap. Jif peanut butter is kind of like even the like yeah, everybody loves the like Jif smooth choosy, peanut butter. I think it's choosy kind of dry. Choosy it's moms, like weirdly choosy. dry. It also just kind of doesn't taste good. It's not as bad as Reese's peanut butter, but I'm a a, a chunky peanut butter, but not Jif broadly speaking person with a skippy lean i'm skipping the jelly uh i'm gonna skip the jelly i'm gonna leave us on the most heated thing that we probably have on the podcast we talk about ranch ranch Mm. folks we're gonna piss off everybody in the midwest with this take and we're gonna do it at the end of the podcast uh we're definitely gonna do it at the end of the podcast we're gonna talk about ranch we're gonna talk about your 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 love of ranch uh or if you hate ranch and, and why uh, so Beth, I'm going to make you go first here. Uh, allergic to ranch. I've never had ranch. No opinions on ranch. Perfect. That's what I figured. Next. Uh, pit girl. I like ranch. I think the best cur- commercially available, like in a jar at the supermarket or in a bottle at the supermarket ranch is hidden Valley. However, all pre-made ranches must bow before random Pennsylvania pizza joint ranch, which is infinitely better um probably because they make it with like extra mayo uh but it is very good and uh if you like arthur and i went to pit at a certain time you could go to a pizza joint that has since closed and buy a pizza for five a whole pizza for five dollars and a thing of ranch for one dollar and it was very worth paying the extra dollar for the ranch in which to drizzle or dip your pizza pour one out for sorrentos r.i.p Oh, Arthur hates her at this. Go, Arthur. No, I'm Team Antunes. So I was oh. also an Antunes person, but their ranch wasn't as good as Sorrento's ranch. Oh. So like the real move was go to Antunes and send your friend to Sorrento's and have them get the ranch. Oh, double. That's too, much, you, that's that's, too much work for me. I'm, that's I, college. I'm not you a would ranch do something fan. like that in college, though. <laughs> yes. You would. Uh, you totally I think the places no. were on the same block, by the way. That's okay. No, they were okay. on the same block, but I feel like the, the advantage for Antunes was like it was small enough inside. Like like Sorrento's had seating. Antunes, you just like go and order the pizza and it's a counter. So if you have like your friend that's too drunk to go inside a pizza place, like you can just leave them on the street and go in and come out and like you're not apart from them that much. That's like that's why Antunes was always clutch for me. Yeah, Antunes was also briefly cheaper. Um, this is the one because uh, Sorrento's raised their prices and then Antunes stayed at $5. Antunes is like $12.99 now, and I haven't been out of school that long. So, uh, in this economy? Exactly. It's because they don't have competition now. I guess not. Jeff, what you got, Ranch? You're, you're kind of in the Midwest <laughs> in Indiana here. Let's go. Yeah. Um,. I'm going to have the bold opinion that it's generally too bland for a lot of the applications it's used for, for like dipping veggies. doesn't have that much flavor. It kind of just adds texture. Same with like on a salad with wings, blue cheese adds more the, like the, that balances the flavors more. So I'm, I'm pretty meh on ranch. Okay. Fun. Um, so I like hidden Valley ranch. It's it's good for its purposes. Uh, in the bottle, Hidden Valley is fine. I like Ken's better, like the Steakhouse Ranch in the bottle. It's good. Uh, I, I like that one better. Um, 
but the best ranch that I have, which is not necessarily salad dressing, it's the Hidden Valley packet that you put in the sour cream, and then you put it and you mix it up, and then you let it sit in the fridge for like an hour or whatever, or like so many hours, and then you dip your veggies in it. That is the best ranch. So, I mean, that I think is the the best and superior ranch, and if you have any different opinion than myself in the commission, you, you can go to hell. <laughs> I don't care. And that's no, the end I, of the show for and that's the end of the show. <laughs> Let's shut it down. Oh, the mic out. <laughs> well, Pit Girl dropped the mic. Pit so Girl I guess dropped the mic. I guess we gotta end the recording now. <laughs> Arthur, do you have ranch on you? No, I said I'm not a big ranch fan. Okay, okay. He doesn't he doesn't keep that thing on him. Pit Girl dropped the mic and she is just dying laughing right now. And she's turning purple. You, I'm okay. Okay, she's okay. As long as she's okay, we're going to end the podcast. She's okay. <laughs> <laughs>